1: on 116 123. That's 116 123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk this year. The Royal United podcast, and the championship is complete. Now, we know that everybody that's going to be in the championship next season, so we're going to have a quick chat about all that, hoover up any Rotherham stuff there is. There's not much, to be honest. Uh, we'll see what we can find. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for being with us. Uh, first of all, Mick, back with us in his uh, now traditional Hambury Green for the summer months. How are you going?
3: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> not been a great footballing day, has it, to be honest. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll talk uh, about We, we can have a chat about the big match in a minute, can't we? Uh, yeah. I appreciate resulting result didn't go as we all wanted, but um, you know, there you
4: no. go.
2: Okay, we will. Uh, Kev, Kev, you're with us. How you doing,
4: mate? Good, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
2: We'll be back. And Danny is with us from a pub. We will check on Danny's sound quality first. Danny, how's it going?
5: Hey, it's going good, lads. How are we all doing?
2: That's not mm, bad. bad. That's a pretty good sound quality, Danny.
5: iPhone 14 for the win, get him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh Jewish reviews with us, so Jack McCork, Steve Grundy, Sam Dowris, is easy six points next season. Uh, Dave Lawrence says evening evening all after a sad afternoon. <laughs> um, John says, mix in is Millwall third kit. Um <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to make Rant tonight, everybody. So anybody that's excited <laughs> is a big Mick Rant fan. I'm pretty sure we're going to get one. Um, let us as well start. That's been the game of the day, obviously. Wednesday, Sheffield uh, Wednesday winning in one of the most dramatic finishes, to be honest with you, a playoff final. Danny, we don't like giving credit out, but that is a great finish for the, the The end of the game is just, it's almost what dreams are made of, to win it like that.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it took them long enough, didn't it? <laughs> um but um yeah we were in the um what's it called the Gorilla? Gorilla bar. Yeah, we were in the Gorilla in Mextra watching the whole game and it was full of Wednesday fans, Barnley fans and Rothern fans of course. And um yeah, it was a great game. I think when it was eleven V eleven I think Barnsley were just just edging it. I mean, even after they went down to ten men, Barnsley edged it a little bit, but mm. um you know, Wednesday sort of came back around, showed why they had the quality with 11 players. Um, it took them 122 minutes or so to show it, but they got there in the end. And all we could say was fair play to the Wednesday fans. I think over the whole course of the game, they sort of deserved it. But Barnsley put up one hell of a fight, didn't they? Absolutely one hell of a fight from Barnsley, and I'm very impressed with them. Um Ooh. Hopefully they do well next season. Wish them all the best, but end of day, we've got Wednesday next season, haven't we, lads? So that should be fun.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you take, if in the league, Kev, 10 points clear Wednesday were 96 points. Realistically, over the season, they deserved it. Maybe not on the day, but certainly the season they deserved to go up.
4: Yeah, I agree. I said that to make off camera. Um, overall, over the, the, the course of the season, you can't take that away from them, but it's just, today is not, you know, playoffs are playoffs, and I like Danny says. I think I think it was an even game until I said, off. Barnsley weirdly came into it when yeah. they went down to ten men. Um, look, look by far the better team. I thought that mm. the and the um, mischance towards the end from uh, Con- um, Luke, Luke Connell. Wore it. Um, mm. I mean that's a tap in. Scott scores yeah. that on the win. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, f- it feels like a defeat today. We haven't played. It feels like we've been defeated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um Archie says Barnsley did extremely well to keep them out after the red card. Barnsley were better, which I agree. John Morell says, Did you say great game? It was a shock. It wasn't great quality. No. I don't think. It was it was it was engaging and interesting. I don't think it was any particularly any quality for the most part. <coughs> um sadly, Mick, and I do generally mean this. Sadly, the, the the talking point of the game is <laughs> refereeing and VIR. That's that's the that's the talking point of the game, um, which is sad and unfortunate. Barnsley probably should have had a penalty. And <laughs> Barnsley had a red card, which on replay was never a red card in a million years. I, I, to defend the referee, I can see why he gave it initially. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, that, that looks pretty bad, that. so I understand why he gave it initially. Um, but whoever watched it back and thought, yeah, I'm not going to return that. I just cannot work out
3: the VAR room. on that one. <clears throat> Much as I'd like to criticise Tim Robinson on both of those accounts, I can't. You know, I can't, I, you know, I fully understand why he didn't give the penalty. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see why he gave the red card. My, my initial thought was, oof, that's mm-hmm. a red. Um, but on the flip side of that, if you go back to the penalty first of all, um, was it Windas or? Gregory. 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 <laughs> Gregory's gone for the ball, fair and square, not a problem. He's missed the ball completely. Is kick the player, therefore it's a foul. It doesn't matter where you are on the pitch, it's a foul. You know, it's, it's, it, uh, uh, so the referee doesn't see it. Fine, not a problem. They are can look at it from every single angle that they want. It's a foul. The referee's not giving it. It's a clear and obvious mistake. It's the, that's the end of the conversation. As far as I'm concerned, I can't see and can't think of another explanation as to why it's not been overturned. It, it just, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm completely, I have no idea. I don't, I don't understand, you know, um, but, it, yeah, yeah. And then, as you said, with the, with the red, it doesn't look, it looks like a red on first, first viewing, absolutely. And again, I can see, fully understand why the referee's given it. And then, uh, the, the, the Wednesday player goes down clutching his face as well, and slapping ground, which doesn't help. Um, and it, it gives the referee, more sort of um, more sort of surety in his decision-making there, thinking he's, he's, he's badly injured. But then when you look at it, it at worst, it's yellow. Uh, the ones the player tries to pull out of it, if anything. Um, so, again, you can watch it from four or five angles, as the VAR officials do, and yet still, they don't even ask the referee to go and have a look at it. You know, it, it just beggars belief. It, it really does. And, and those are two game-changing moments. Yeah, yeah. No, no matter what, you know, what the end result was, it, it could have still stayed nil-nil and Wednesday scoring the 122nd minute. Fine, not a problem. It's, that's, you know, that's football. I get that. I understand it. But those are two game-changing moments because Barnsley could, could have been one up and should have had 11 players still on the pitch. You know, but, but it, it is what it is, isn't it? And I feel for him, I really do. Um, and it's sickening, obviously, to go out to a, a very, very last-minute winner. Um, but, but those two decisions are key, and we had it. We had it in the playoff finals last year with VAR. Uh, you know, they, they bring VAR into the playoff finals, and they make an absolute balls up of it. And, and they, I don't, I don't understand it. You know. The camera's cut to, cut to cut to Howard Webb, didn't they, after the, after the yeah. red card on his phone? Mm. And I'm sure I could see him typing WTF. I mean, <laughs> just, I mean that's it. Those three words.
2: I don't get it. I don't get it. So, Could you imagine the conspiracy theories if the decisions were for the other way around? If Wednesday didn't get the penalty, oh <laughs> yeah.
3: it should have been it should they'd have been all hell to pay, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to look at this dispassionately. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't care really, genuinely. I didn't care which team came up. I'd, I probably preferred Barnsley, but having said that, I don't can't remember last time we beat Barnsley. Um You know, Wednesday coming up, fixtures will come out. Our two fixtures will be null and void. We'll win at their place. They'll win at ours. Everybody's happy. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? That's what always happens. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Um, so, but but looking at it, as a, as, a, as a third party, those two decisions changed the game. And Howard Webb's got a massive, massive job on his hands. If if that's how VAR is going to operate, continue to operate, cause it's absolutely not good enough. Not good enough at all. Don't mm. know VAR. Um, yeah. Danny, there's obviously talk eventually
2: that AI will come in the championship eventually. Um it's not ready yet, is it, to come into these levels clearly.
5: No, it's not. I mean, it does seem a little bit strange that VR's been in use for the League One playoff final and the League Two playoff final when the championship, League One and League Two don't use the AR. I mean I can sort of understand it for the uh, the championship playoff because it's like and it's sort of like an introductory course into the Premier League and stuff like that but <laughs> the other ones it's just a bit of a why use it if this is the only time to use it you know I mean we saw for Luton they had a few goals disallowed for like mm-hmm. offside and fouls and this that and other but again it's just like for me why use it I, I, I've had a, a chat with a few people about you know, Wednesday against Barnes, and it's like, they don't think it's a red card. They think Barnes should have a penalty. But it's like, and the main complaint is really Tim Robinson. I mean, we were, we were saying it the race that the main complaint is Tim Robinson in yeah. this game. He was, more like, he was more like he were a Wednesday, I'd prefer. He
1: wouldn't no referee. He were
5: on Wednesday side. That's <laughs> all i And if you've seen the memes on Twitter, you know Tim Robinson is probably Wednesday night as well. It, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, just ask the ROC, he'll tell you. <laughs>
5: um,
2: uh, John Rell says, Wednesday, current makes the championship more competitive. I think. Seeing that's interesting for years, yeah, we will come on to that. We'll go through all, all the entrants next season. Um, moving on, Kev, let's look at the teams that are coming down. Leeds United, to start with, Leeds United, um, yeah. they're coming down with an absolute whimper. <clears> that, <throat> that end to their season has just been yeah. from where they were when they first came up under BLC. So they were, you know, this progressive team who were moving forward, and they've just gone. <laughs> Backwards and it's interesting to see where they go from next season because they're a bit of a mess.
4: Yeah, yeah, they are. It's gonna it's gonna be really interesting. So obviously gonna you know, lose a lot of players. Although, weirdly, I think because they have gone down, they'll probably keep like the um Harrison and Ailing will probably stay now because they are hmm. probably at that level. Um yeah. but they've got to invest. Um, they've got to get a new manager. I can't see other guys wanting to manage in the championship, so they've got to look at that. I wouldn't be shocked, I will not be shocked if the came back. Yeah. Um, because he's on to He's not. He's not a daft bloke that like be kid. He knows he's going to be onto a winner because Leeds should be challenging next year no matter what. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting. I'm. I'm, le- I'm shocked at Leicester. I really didn't think that two months mm. ago. I thought they were going to get out of that. Um, and I, th- I, th- I saw on Twitter today someone saying they're probably the best team to get relegated, and I, I'd say they are. Mm. Not many teams better than that have been relegated. Um, Southampton, I think, well expect it. I didn't really want that. I don't I really want to go down Southampton on Tuesday night because yeah. that's what it'll be <laughs> um, but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be I mean I'll, I've just looked at the championship lineup now obviously Wednesdays are in it um, and you can see you can see the quality straight away because let, mm. let's be right. Wednesday's are going to chuck some dodgy oh, yeah. tax and money into it as well. so they'll be a, they'll be spending big no doubt. Um, we, 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 we're in for a tough season next year. the, the management's got to get right for us. They've got to be backed, and I can already—we're we're aiming for fourth bottom, aren't we? We're, we're in for a tough old season. Yeah, we're already
2: favourites to go down. I think <laughs> we
4: are. We yeah. are. All
2: um,
5: fun and games, isn't it, lads. All fun and games.
4: <laughs> it's
2: all part of being a Rotherham United fan. We're always favourites to go down. Um Yeah, I mean less to make. <laughs> I can't it there. Kieran Maguire tweeted out something. I think they have the sixth or seventh highest budget in the champ in the in the Premier League. Sorry. Mm. Uh, you've got James Madison, Jamie Vardy, your friend Harry Sutomik. Um mm. they've got they've got an excellent squad. Their downfall has been it's been shocking to be honest. Like, I, mm. I am shocked how far they've fallen, how quickly they've fallen. Um but again, what the, Dean Smith was on a short term contract, Are they're gonna yeah. keep him. Madison not gonna stay in championship. That, you know, <laughs> is not gonna stay in the championship. That's a complete overhaul it's gonna be for, for Leicester City.
3: Yeah, it is. is gonna go at pigs. <laughs> he'll, he'll see the he'll see the the remainder of the right down at at Swillsborough. so you know that's going to be a, that's going to be a potential issue. Um, but you know you employ Dean Smith, you deserve what you get, don't you? You do i for afraid. You know, I mean, it, it, so I, I've not not got a massive amount of sympathy for him uh, in that respect, yeah. um, and and they're going to have to cut the cloth accordingly once they once they come down. But but they'll clearly be favourites to go back up. Um, along along with probably Southampton. Leeds, I think, have probably got some issues, got some major issues off mm. the pitch, which, uh, which may, may cause them some problems next season, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. But um, you know, it's it's three three squads coming down that are gonna to have to jettison a lot of their highly played players because they're not gonna to want to stop in the, not gonna to want to stay and play in the championship. You know, that you like to war Prowse um and, and and people like that I just cannot see how that they they're, they're going to apply their trade for even for a season in championship when you know they can get paid mega bucks um back up in the premier league so um uh, there will be a lot of changes in both those three squads but uh, in terms of in terms of the one out of the three that are coming down I worry for Leeds more than I worry for the other two mm. I think the other two will be um be pretty safe, but there seems to be the atmosphere at Leeds seems to be more toxic than usual, and it's it's mm. usually pretty toxic on um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty toxic on the the terraces at um, Elland Road anyway, isn't it?
2: You mm. know,
3: um, so I, I I don't really know what's going off there, but it don't look good, so it's, it's going to be quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, Rossford is
2: oh, oh, a bit of Leeds fan, says Leeds downfalls with Victor Auto. I think is the departing director of football, or, or certainly one of the directors. Um, For Failed the back Bielsa in the first season Harrison has got a release clause of around £20 million, Bielsa's at Uruguay as well um, which is obviously a big issue Um, Yeah yeah, Danny just sum those three teams that have come down just sum them up for us
5: Yeah so um, with Leeds it's obviously like a little bit of a of a disaster for them like they look quite strong in the Premier League to begin with but it's all sort of gone wrong you could say the same about Leicester like they've been on the highest of highs but come down Um I believe they have to offload a lot of players to meet financial fair play so I don't know if that plays into our favour or not but um but out of the three Southampton look I don't know like the more championship quality shall we say Um But um, out of of the three Southamptons, I don't think we've played them since like 1954. Yeah, I guess. So that's like, I don't know, like the biggest gap in distance between competitive league games between any two teams in the championship next season. So that should be fun. Um, But it does look a lot harder of a championship next season. And. For me, anyway, it's a real test of Matt Taylor and the players that he brings in and the squad that we've got, like, how do we match up to that? I think um the, the three teams that have come down will certainly benefit from the parachute payments, Um but it's just how they use it. Will they use it to their advantage or will they use it trying to get back to the Premier League instantaneously? That's what we'll have to wait and see. I think a main threat is the three teams that fought from the Championship, you know, Plymouth, Ipswich and, and Wednesday, There are mm-hmm. three main threats. Uh, if we can finish above them, mm-hmm. I think it's a good reason, if I'm being honest. But, um, I don't know, Grace, what, what do you think? Do you want to beat Southampton next season or would you rather beat Leeds? I'd rather beat Leeds, to be fair. <laughs> on, why why nice. Leeds out of the three? Um,
2: Nobody likes Leeds.
5: No, not yet. <laughs> Well, likes well you know out of, of down, I want to beat them all. <laughs> it's what, you're, what you expect from your team at championship. But I feel like Leeds, like if we beat them away as well, it'd be just right away day the away end. Mm. There you go. Ellen Road. Away win for Oldham. Thirty-five, certified, tell you. <laughs>
2: don't
5: win you
2: are uh, blame on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Darby says that Leicester don't have haven't got a good goalkeeper end of. Yeah.
5: she well, released they one a few go. years ago, innit? They've got Dan Iverson, haven't they? We're were all right in the Championship for us. I mean, they did they?
2: have Victor Johansson two or three years ago, didn't they? Well,
5: that,
4: well, that, uh, that sounds like a them problem, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, John Morrell
2: says, Southampton, for me, will be the strongest. They will lose a few like James ward Prowse, but mm. they have a very good young squad. This also depends on Russ Martin, if he decides to bore us all with the sidewards or backwards passing all day. Has he, has he actually gone there now? Not officially, no. It's mm. all but done, apparently. <sighs> No. Um mm-hmm.
3: that that's that's not great. I, I, I said I said this slightly tongue in cheek. <laughs> I know you're laughing. Um I said this slightly tongue in cheek, but um that's not great news for Southampton, is it? Um because I, I've seen people you know saying we shouldn't be slagging Russell Martin off because of the way he plays and the and everything else. He's offered nothing.
4: Mm.
3: Wherever he's been, he's offered nothing apart from exactly what John said there. You know, there's zero penetration in his game. Nothing at all. There seems to be no intent at all, you know. And, and Southampton are going to be full of players who, who are going to be capable of playing possession-based football. That's absolutely great. But you don't win points by just keeping the ball for 85% of the game, do you? You've got to put the ball in the back of the net. And that's that's precisely why Swansea find themselves where they are. And, it, and Russell Mine bangs on about the fact that that you know the 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 board haven't supported him. You play with what you've got, and if you can if you can only coach one way, that that you've got to adapt to what you've got, have not you? And if well, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, that'd be quite interesting. That might have an impact on on Southampton's ability to get to go up because I can't. I just can't see with him as manager where they're going to get enough goals from. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, put together a little list. I we'll put all these teams in there. Um Last, what I, in the normally, Kev, we normally say parachute payments. Teams that come down, they'll be straight back up. Mm. But you've got to spend it wisely. You look at Norwich mm. and Watford, for the teams that have come down. It's not not an automatic <laughs> thing. I mean, to be fair, but at the start of the season, everybody were worried about Burnley because we didn't know what Vincent couldn't be like. So there was no automatic sort of thinking. Oh, they're going to be up there. You've got to spend it wisely. And as teams have shown in the past, they don't often spend it wisely, do they?
4: No, they don't. And I think obviously with what's happened in the last year or two as well, people there'll be more. Savvy with the money as well. Um mm. I, I don't think you'll see massive investment. They'll, they'll have to, even though they got parachute money, they'll have to shed their um, the top earners and the stars. Um mm. and do it. But I I'm looking at this like you are now, and I agree with you. I think throwing the three who's come up, and I, I actually think Wednesdays and Ipswich won't struggle. Um yeah, I agree. think they I think I think they'll invest well, they'll invest heavily, and they'll be comfortable mid table, sadly. Um I think Plymouth might struggle. Um mm. Cardiff Hull, QPR, they're the ones we need to finish above. Um, Stoke might struggle. Um, Spartan Press had a crap year, to be fair. They always sit around 10th. <laughs> Spartan, they did poor. Um, but it's, it's just a great list when you look at it. I mean, you know, I, you know, I've always said the opinion I like lower league, I like league one, I like league two. Mm. When you look at that, that's where you want to be, into not it? That, that, that's the reason why we worked so hard last year to stay up when you play in teams like Leeds, yeah. Leicester, Southampton, Middlesbrough. All the top teams, are oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. It's going to be an exciting season.
2: Mm. Yeah, it is. And Mick, uh, Mick Kev's right there. This is what we're in the championship for. We want to play Leicester. We want to play Leeds. You want to play, you know, all these, all these different teams. This is what being a championship club. Certainly for me, as a kid, when we first went open in two thousand and one, whatever. This is what we're about playing these mm-hmm. mega teams. Um, it's great. It's, it's a proper championship season, uh, season this, this season coming
3: up. Yeah, hundred percent. Like John says, it's going to be one of the most, hopefully, one of the most competitive uh, championship championships for, for many, many years. There's some, there's some um, class clubs in there. Some really, really good teams in there. Um, and it's now down to Matt Taylor to uh, to make sure his recruitment's right over this summer. Um, and and we're in there mixing it with them. It's fantastic. It's fantastic for us. It's fantastic for the town. Fantastic for the club. It's it's just great. Um so and and clearly we're gonna be we're gonna be the favourites to go down. Um, you know, we're gonna be absolutely odds on, I would have thought, to be oh, to be yeah. which is great. It's the place we wanna be, you know, that's where we wanna be. We wanna be the underdogs, we wanna be we wanna maintain that teams like Rotherham hashtag, don't we? Um so but yeah, it's 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 a hell of a lineup that isn't it.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. It is, absolutely. Um, Scott Rowan says, Ipswich and Wendy will be fine. Southampton Norwich will be up there. Yeah, you've got to a few teams. Obviously, Birmingham's take takeover should be going through, so we'd expect Birmingham to push forward, well, but I don't think it's fully gone through. And correct me if I'm wrong on that. I don't think it's fully sorted yet. Cardiff still haven't got a manager. Uh, Huddersfield still haven't got a manager or an owner. Um, there's teams in there, Danny, that are going to be, as we expected Reading to be last season, in a bit of a mess. Uh, and if they don't get things sorted quickly... Cardiff are going to be going to be really far. In particular, Cardiff are going to be really far behind in Reals.
5: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's quite interesting to see some of the teams that you know like, haven't got managers or owners and this, that, and the other. But um, <clears throat> you've got some teams coming up from the Championship, that, well, from League That's One, the I say, that will give it a really good go. Um, I mean, it's going to be one of the the most competitive Championship seasons. In recent memory, which I'm all for, but I can understand, you know, the Rotherham fans' uh, apprehensions of, you know, where where are the three teams that are worse than us, you know, and, and I think it's a, a very valid question. But you know, I've got all the faith in Matt Taylor that he'll recruit the right players and make us competitive in this championship. And you know, they say Southampton and a few other Premier League teams will be up there, but. We know what our track records like, you know. We like beating the teams that were at Premier League, or at least drawing with them, anyway. Um, but it's it's going to be very difficult. Like like you say, you know, like the likes of um, Huddersfield and Cardiff. Yeah, they don't have uh, managers or or someone with owners, but I imagine they'll get them sorted quite quickly um, before you know the whole pre-season campaign kicks off. But it's all down to who the recruit really. I don't think Waterfield's gonna recruit Warnock for the entire season, which could be very, very um damaging for them. Uh, they might recruit him in February, we'll have to wait and see, <laughs> see what happens there. Um but my main concern is if I'm being honest, Watford, you know, they have quite a big turnover yeah. of managers. I think they've had more managers in the last ten years than well, effectively, Rotherham have spent years at New York Stadium in the <laughs> last 10 years as well. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, Huddersfield, yeah, they'll have to sort it. Same with Cardiff. Um, but it is interesting that a lot of punters are already tipping Rotherham for relegation from this league. Um, and we know what we're like when we're in a league with no chance whatsoever. We tend to surprise people. Yeah. Um, we have, to, we have to remember that our only season where we've done the Double Over Chef Wednesday is in the Championship. It's just that no-one was there to see it. So, <laughs> you never know. We might actually have crowds to see it this season, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's quite nice. There are a few sort of local garbage as well, so that could play into it. Um, I'm not quite sure of the numbers, but it almost seems quite a Northern heavy Championship as well um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the season I think whatever happens this season I think we can give a good account of ourselves If we finish at relegation places We can sort of say, yeah, it was a tough season But if we finish, I don't know, above where we finished this season That's a very good season for us um, Not to nail people to the cross or anything But I've seen that uh, RUFC is already pegged us for 13th this season uh, this upcoming season, which is very ambitious, but maybe a mm. little brilliant. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with other teams around us, I think. Um, and interesting to see what happens with Matt Taylor's recruitment as well.
2: Yeah. Um, John Morrell just confirms Birmingham's takeover is basically done waiting on some stuff from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. I'd expect them to pull away and be relatively boringly mid-table. Um assuming through well.
3: You are that 18th place is ours then. 18th place trophies <laughs> coming coming <laughs> home. Uh, <laughs> Can we think Champion um,
4: is in changing room as well? yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: what you do when you don't finish top. Um John Hensby says <laughs> West Brom and Norwich won't have the spending power of last season. John Rale thinks West Brom will be in trouble. Uh potentially, they've got potential financial issues, but I from what I understand, they're gonna have one big last go is what I've been told by some Baggies fans. So, we'll see how they go uh, in the next 12 months. John Relf, this brings us on to the <sighs> Championship Playoff Final. He thinks Coventry to follow Huddersfield and Barnes are getting in the model of a playoff and a relegation battle. Oh, Kev, shaking your head at that. They, they're going to lose some key players. No, aren't they? That, that's their
4: issue. The, I think that, obviously, they'll, 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 they'll lose Gheorghez and then probably um, Hammett, Hamer, yeah. Gustavo oh, yeah. Hamer. Um, but Mark, Mark Robbins is a great manager. He'll, he'll bring in some good players to replace him. Um, I can see them being up there again. Sorry, John, Brad, I can't. See them being up there again.
2: <laughs> I think John let his heart rule his head with that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as long as they keep Robbins, I think the problem with, with with them is Mick is Leicester will be in the in the market for a manager. Mark Robbins has that Leicester connection uh, from when mm. he was a player. If, if, I agree, with Kevin. If Mark Robbins is there, Coventry will be absolutely fine. If if Mark Robbins leaves, I could mm, see there be fine. an issue.
3: Yeah, potentially. Potentially, it's 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 interesting. It's going to be interesting because, the, the, like you said, there's the there's the managerial moves um, across the summer as well. Uh, clubs coming down without managers, um, and and are they going to be poaching some other championship managers? So, yeah, it's it's interesting. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see how that one pans out.
2: Scott Grundy, on the on the on just the teams that are in here, Scott Grundy says, lots of away games, uh, local away games. We've got Birmingham, Coventry, West Brom, Stoke, Leicester. Obviously, you've got your Wednesday and Leeds, as you feel as well, uh, as your local teams.
4: There's a few Wednesday fans on here tonight.
2: I'm surprised we've not had any... Uh, there's not much spouting. We've got uh, Jordan Armitage, who's a Wednesday fan, uh, needs to release the majority of their contracted players. Not many they would keep. Uh they're going to spend, Kev. I think that's the thing with Wednesday. Chancery will yeah. put his money in his pocket <sighs> to an extent, so they could see quite a big turnover of players.
4: Of course they will, mate. I mean, I, I've, I've just seen a sign for E-Cabs going up outside but so that'd be interesting. That, <laughs> that'll generate a few million for Kitty as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no j- joking aside, um, I, I know Jordan, actually. I play football him on Sunday night. Um, he's a good lad, and I, I generally think Wednesday's is Chancery for all his dodgy dealings and invest in that club and they'll be all right I, I, it'll be mm. inter- interesting to see how Smith and I- equa get on to be stay. Well, they've, it'll stay. They've, not, they've, they've not really been taken the fans have not really took to them I don't think mm. um, and they're not proven at championship level hence why they didn't stay with us and go down um, so it'll be interesting there'll be some investments um, I think mixed right I could see Vardy ending his career there that, mm. that'd be a good shout um, but yeah they'll invest they'll, they'll do well I'm sure they'll do well um, and I'll, I'll put on record now that is one away game I am not going to because it's I hate I local derbies, can't stand them. Can't stand I them, can so lose, there, don't matter, <laughs> lose, lose.
3: <laughs> I'm 100% behind you on that, Kev. I can't yeah. stand them. No, nope. you? you'll still be there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com
1: the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything Twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sure.
2: Uh, brings us up to playoff final. Make, let's talk about a championship playoff final, the final one that's relevant to us. Uh, Luton going up. That's a great story, Luton going up. And how much impact they'll have and everything else is is another question. But um, they are now Luton Town, or a Premier League club, which I didn't think, think I'd say that, to be honest with
3: you. Well, it's fully deserved, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Fully deserved. Um, you know, they, they finished third, and they finished third for a reason. Um, they were, I think, uh, they've been outstanding, and it's, yeah, it's a great story. You know, there's no point us going going on about that because everybody and the grandmother's been on about it, and they, you know, um, it, it. But I mean, on the on the flip side of that, they've done it on a budget. Uh, yeah. You know, they've not spent stupid money. They've 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 they've, they've lived within the means. And they fully deserve, fully deserve to be up there. So I'm, I'm really pleased for him, really, really pleased for Luton. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it looks at like a few other footballing snobs up in the Premier League, you know, because um, that's that's always a good thing, isn't it? You know, watching Man United fans, in inverted commas, climbing them steps into that away end, will be uh, <laughs> a just to see it, you know, because um, they'll not be used to that. Uh, you know, Tottenham Hotspur coming from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to uh, to.
4: <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit like when we played West Ham that time, and they took them off to yeah. a hotel. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, change, yeah. Isn't it? They refused yeah, yeah. to
1: change. A
3: bit like that. Yeah, it will. Yeah, absolutely. But it, they've done so well. Um They've done so well off the pitch as well, which which for me is just as important. You know, they've they've come. They've, They've dragged themselves out of the National League um, and, and, and through the divisions without going absolutely going absolutely mad financially. Um, and that, that's got to be applauded. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John Morell, less
2: enthusiastic, says, Luton Bournemouth is a Premier League fixture. Shoot me now. <laughs> <laughs> John, I told you on Twitter, you are one of those footballing snobs. <laughs> Put yourself together, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Vilas is showing it Lewin showing anything is possible yet we have a negative outlook again uh, Sam Hadfield says Lewin spent wi- wisely a top strike for two million quid under the division a bargain of defensively and some exceptional loans yeah it's about being smart Danny and moving moving on towards obviously there's no promotion push from us this season but it's about spending that money wisely and if it's spent wisely if there is money to spend there's no reason why we can't gradually move up that table
5: no, absolutely not. I mean, apologies for the noise in the background, Weather Spoons have just got a delivery. Um but hopefully it's championship football. Um but yeah, I mean if we invest in the right players, you know, and, and spend wisely, there's no reason why we can't compete. I mean, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, oh Bournemouth are up, Luton are up and now it's Robram's turn. Mm. You know, that sort of thing. And You know, they've they've all sort of invested wisely and not overspent in various places. I think that's the main issue in the Championship. A lot of teams are overspending. You know, I, I fully expect, you know, like Chef Wednesday and Ipswich to overspend, for example. And it might be their downfall or it might be their achievement. We'll have to wait and see. But with us, we don't really overspend, you know, our records... Fee paid is like half a million pounds and I really don't think we'll exceed that or anything like anything to do with Tony Stewart like that Um, but you know I've already said it, it's about investing wisely you know we're not going to sign you know the best championship players. we're not going to sign the best championship strikers or anything for like 8-9 million pounds we're going to sign the players that people have already written up you know mm. um. And that could be our achievement. I mean, look at Luton. They've not overspent over £2 million, really. They've kept players from the National League to the Premier League now. Um, and they've just developed players. And if we can instil that development ethos rather than spending to improve ethos, then we could be on for a winner. And I think, that is Matt Taylor's game. I mean, look at the academy system at Exeter. Exeter are, are, are a League One club, but they've got one of the best academies in the country.
1: You know, mm. so if we can
5: instil that academy development, you know, buying young players and developing them into Championship standards players, that could be a real, real boost for us. Um, and Tony's is already committed to a bit of spending this season just to improve us. Whether that's to shore up with a bit of a Championship experience here and there, which and help us out massively with youth development. We'll have to wait and see. But I think a lot of it will depend on buying players that no one will sort of peg for championship football, but will prove to be very crucial for championship football. Um, but a lot of it is, no, we're still in May, lads, when, when we're recording this. We're still in May. There's still postseason and all the theatrics to go with that, and then pre season to go with it. Um, I'm very excited to see who we bring in to strengthen the squad. Whether it's just young players, whether it's experienced players, we'll have to wait and see. I about the noise. That's the uh, milk delivery just going past. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's one of the more exciting transfer windows for me because it's interesting to see what Matt Taylor will do with it. You know, will he go for? The experience route or will they go for the unproven youth route or will they go mm. for a mix of the two? That's yeah. why I'm quite interested with this. But um if we recruit the right people, I'm very confident for next season.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um few comments. John John says on Rick Parry had did an interview for Sky One at the League One Player final. It was great. A Rick Parry interview and great I don't normally go together to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, he admits the parachute payments have been have to change because they've answered too big, which is interesting. That's not a, that won't happen very soon, but it would be a good change. <coughs> mm. Um close to home, Sam Hadfield says our infrastructure needs to be better under 23s as an example would be good to, it, would be good to see. I agree. Um yeah, completely agree with that. Mick, we are only less than a month after the season finishes. Um, there's been no transfer movement, there's been very few transfer rumors, to be honest with you, which I'm surprised mm. at even the fake ones appear to have gone quiet. Um, no news on any new contract signings or anything like that are you, are you sort of fine with that it, it, it's still the season's finished today technically
3: yeah I, why, why wouldn't I be you know everybody's on holiday um, you know everybody who got the season finished in times on holiday now so <laughs> 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 just a little bit, little dig there but yeah, yeah. Um, so, so now I, we can't expect to see anything for a couple of weeks I wouldn't have thought uh, before you know any movement I wouldn't have thought anyway but we'll see we'll see how it pans out but I'm not I don't want to hear any rumours anyway I'm not interested in them I just want to hear who's coming you know um, and, and there will be changes there will be changes and like like Danny alluded to there you know some clubs will start spending money um, whether whether Chancery does it at down at Swillsborough I don't know I think Ipswich will Ipswich will without doubt spend a load of money um, and and as we've history teaches us that it doesn't tend to work. It's very rare that spending spending loads and loads of money on players, it's very, very rare that it actually does you any good. You well, know? look at
2: Sunderland. Sunderland came up and didn't spend yeah. much. They bought Jack Clark, but he was already with the club anyway. They didn't spend yeah. much and they made it to the playoffs. So it's just about
3: getting it right, obviously. It's getting it right. It's about, it's about getting the right manager in place and, and getting the right ethos around the club. Uh, it's not necessarily about spending the money, you know. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it how it pans out. But as far as transfer rumours and everything else are concerned, it, it's not really relevant at this time of year, is it? You know, ev- literally everybody's on holiday, so it's mm. it's it's a quiet time. Yeah, it's a quiet
2: time publicly, Ken, but I imagine Rob Scott and the recruitment team are probably working round the clock, identifying targets, making mm. the contacts. You'd, you'd hope and assume that. The bit, the club is very very busy at
4: the minute. Yeah, I would have thought so. I think Rob Scott's a clever guy. He'll, he'll, he'll and you know Matty Taylor to his credit, he'll he'll he give Rob Scott the list last season mm. based on if we stay up and if we go down. Uh, so I'm sure they've been working on this for months. Um, they'll you know tapping not not as tapping up, but they'll have be been speaking to agents, speaking to players, saying what's happening mm. in June. Um, and they'll they'll have they'll have the list of who they want and who we're going to get. Obviously, we're not going to get them all, um, but. I, I, I go back to what Danny said about that youth or experience. I, I think we'll see a mix. I think mm. it'll get some exciting young players. Um we need to obviously probably we're probably gonna lose Chio. Um, I can't see us getting um, Quinnier back on loan. I'd like to. I don't think we'll get him back yeah. on loan. Um so we need some 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 out something out wide. Uh young energetic players, maybe like someone like the Giles kid at Middlesbrough. I know we'll not get him, but we had him before. Yeah. Someone someone of that that edge, get get someone out in. Um, but yeah, they'll have the list. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll get majority. I'd like to see an experienced striker play up top with Hugo. I'd like, I'd like to see mm-hmm. someone else play. Um, and defence is key again. Um, obviously, I know Grant Hall's been released by Borough. I'd have him back for a year, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and we'll go from there, build from the back and hopefully we we'll get some exciting flair players into that midfield. Some creative midfield, which we, which we, la- which we missed last mm-hmm. year with We mm-hmm. need Some creativity in the, in, the, in the centre mid. Um, to generate some stuff up top, so let's see, it's gonna be fun times.
2: Yeah, that that for me, Danny, that's the key with creativity. Like back, Neil uh, there, we lost Bar last, so we lost basically all that creativity. I think Kina were meant to do that, but it, it just he just never got fitness wise. He never never got in the squad really. Um, that's that's number one for me is get some creativity back in the, in the middle.
5: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we massively missed um, Bar's creativity in the middle, like you said. Um, and I agree. I mean. Sort of Coverture was meant to be like that defensive sort of holding midfield excuse me that defensive holding midfielder and he was meant to be the attacking intent but um, we, we won't really recreate Barlas's, you no. know um how do i you explain it just just on the on the ball distribution that Barlas has really. Um and so it might mean a change of uh, ethos in the middle for next season, we'll have to wait and see but um I think we'd do well not to try and recreate Barlasser rather than try and do it either better or adapt it to our own playing style. I think that's the way forward for us. Um, I do think in the middle, well, effective through the middle in all positions, really, could be a development area for us. You know, we've like lost the leader at the back with Woody going to Doncaster. We've lost the distribution in the middle with Barlasser, but we've still got, you know, like the engine with Rathbone and Lindsay and, you know, the attacking intent with Wiles. Um, and we've got the leader up top with Dugal I, I suppose, but um, i think the main area to focus on right from the get-go is probably out wide, you know, like mm. we've got Cranwell and Ferguson on that left-hand side, and I suppose we've got Kyoto on the right-hand side, but other than that, in terms of contracted players, we've got not a lot, you know, like Sheo might be going, Wes is effectively gone, Kyoto doesn't look like he's going to get a look in through what I've heard, but um yeah, maybe the right hand side is the main focus area. Like go right hand side, left hand side, then go for the middle, and then maybe showing up like attacker and goalkeeper and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it, I mean we've got a, a leader in Hugo up top, Rathbone in the middle, but I think we do need a leader at the back to so hopefully resign like Morrison or something like that. Mm-hmm. But again, apologies for the uh, for the noise, That's the, uh, the gin delivery just going back out as well. <laughs> Um, but no, it's going to be certainly a very, very, very interesting transfer window. I think we could see a lot of movement. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. you know, I like maybe upwards of yeah. ten players. Or so it could be one of the busiest summer transfer windows for Rotherham. Um But I think with Taylor, he knows what he wants. You know, like he's already said to the advertiser and such like, he knows what positions he wants to strengthen in the backroom staff, and I imagine it's the same with the playing staff as well. Um, so, I have to wait and see with that one, but I'm quite excited to see what he brings in. You know, because he mm. said the Championship is a lot different than League Two, which of course it is, but um, interesting to see what players he brings in and yeah. if some players re sign or if some players go, actually, you know what, I want to go and play at a division lower. for will have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, Sam Murphy wants to know how many pints have you had, don't he?
5: <laughs> um, well, if I'm being honest, lads, I've got one waiting here for when I'm done with the podcast. <laughs> but I'm being a good boy, and I've got water at the minute. So vodka. yeah, vodka. yeah.
4: Come yeah. on, <laughs> well, Elvis chooses right. That's a right drink, like right, For anybody out there. Elvis Not being sponsored by Brewdog, that is a drink.
5: <laughs> I'll, say blues, I'll be going to sponsor the New York Talk podcast. We're open to sponsors, you know. Any sort of drink, you know. I, I will drink one can per episode if that's a sponsorship requirement. But as long as you're not
2: drinking Carlin anymore, John, Mayer will be happy with you, Danny. That's
5: all. Yeah, no. <laughs> <I'll say laughs> it, it's more of a League One drink, Carlin. If I'm being honest, it's not a <laughs> drink. So. Um, Ryan
2: Vernon here says you know, Coventry and Yelda back. Yeah, I think everybody would. Uh, Yelda's unlikely now, very, very unlikely cool. now Elite's coming down, but you never cool. know. Um, see how they uh, deal with him. Uh, so my final sort of thing, we, in the next few days, we are going to be speaking to Matt Taylor. So while we all are together, and in the comments, if you had one question, Mick, that you will get a question, but if you had one question to ask the Matt Taylor, what would your question be? Mick, you've known we're going to speak to him for a little while, so I'm going to come to you first. I can't <laughs> ask you if you want to punch a referee. That's off the table. You know, oh. ask that question again. um a yeah, just let me get me pad. Then
3: <laughs> <Get that out. laughs> I'm going to start uh, all over again now.
2: See, can not on the serious, serious? What What do you want to know from Matt Taylor?
3: My, int- my My interest is, and and this is a bit. I haven't, I haven't formulated a question out of it yet, but Sorry, it, it's worry. yeah. Whenever we've we, we've talked about this a few times on podcasts, and I'm, I'm trying to trying to. Get my head around how to, to ask him this question. We, when we've moved away from the way that Rotherham United have played traditionally over the past few years, when we've moved away from the high press, high intensity game, and, and let teams come on to us, we've lost games. We go back to the high press. You know, we we start to be more successful. We drop off again and we lose games. So, where where, where how is he as a manager going to sort of strike that balance? I, I understand and I think we all understand as fans that, um, you know, you need to change the way you play depending on your position up to a point. Mm. Where is, uh, how how is he going to be able to find that balance? Because each time we've changed this season, we've lost. Mm. You know? um, and Cardiff being a, a prime example, um, both games, uh, that well, the one and a half games we played at New York, mm. Uh, against them, you know, we 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 changed the way that we operated, and it was a disaster. Mm. You know, we 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 lost both games. or we lost, yeah, we lost one and a half games, didn't we? You know, we're losing one nil when it, when it was abandoned, and then we lost the second game. So, I, I, I'm interested to know how he's going to address that moving <clears> forward <before throat> because it, it, it's obviously something he's got to do. So, I think that's where I'm. Where I'd be interested to know the answer to.
2: Yeah.
3: Gustela uh, says wants to you know what was Scotty doing recommending
2: Eve to poor one. <laughs> um <laughs> Sam wants to know how many signings uh, and do, do we need. Um, John Rail says if he could forget the current squad, what his preferred formation and playing style, which is something that what Mike mentioned, which is
3: interesting. Yeah, Make I think care- that's probably it. It's, it's it's that transition between the two because you're going to have a different style depending on who you're playing, aren't you? And it's mm-hmm. it's that transition. Have we got the players to be able to to, to do that? And
4: clearly, we haven't had. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask similar, similar to to what Mick and um, John's asked. They, they, obviously, it's a tough one to tell because he came in midway through a season, so there weren't his mm. players, there weren't his formation. He kind of, yeah. and probably that even ma- ma- makes the hats off to me even more because he did adopt Paul Warren's squad. Um, mm-hmm. So, similar, similar question, really. What, what, what is his preferred formation, and you know? W- what, what is he going to do to get them players in? Like, is it a 4 3 3? Who knows? We'll see with players, yeah. but it's going to be interesting. Um, a tough time for it. It's, it's a it's a big season for Matt Taylor because, yeah. um, it, if by December Rotherham are in the bottom three, fan, fans will be on his back because he's not a Rotherham. Um, person if we', we not like a history of connection him. has it? no he 's not no and, and we, you know we have got behind Sheffield Wednesday we've got probably the second most fickle fans in the world as well so <laughs> <laughs> it won't take them long for him to turn on him so it's a it's a tough one for him he's, he's got a massive season ahead of him and i you know touchwood i i hope he's hugely successful for for our our benefit mm. as well but and I do wish him well it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one for him yeah, he 's got to get he 's got to get the recruitment right and his like mixer he 's got to get his formation, his style of playing from, from day one. He's got a big preseason ahead.
2: Yeah, a huge preseason. Yeah, I mean, just you know how the takeover was because Paul Warren was, was rather united. He, did, he, was so, he was so involved in everything at the club. I mean, just how the transition happened because it felt like it was just like that stopped and this started from from coaching and everything else. I'm mm-hmm. interested now in how that felt for him coming in because he didn't even get his own coaching staff for a couple of months, did he? Him and right. Wayne Carlisle came and the the goalkeeping coach and Wayne Hill I think came in much later so again I'm I'll back foot a little bit there. Uh, Danny, what do you want to know?
5: Um I think my question would be what is your main improvement from last season like what is your main focus going to be is it going to be set pieces formation passing passing gates um attacking maneuvers defensive maneuvers like Obviously, not giving too much away, you know, because we don't want to completely spoil our plan for next season. But it's just like, what's the main focus for next season, and see if it aligns with what fans think. If I'm being honest. Um, Grace, what's your improvement for next season?
1: Um, where does it get us in the championship this next season? Because um, I mean, I, pre- I predicted that we were going to get to, we were going to get 19th, and we got 19th.
5: But I want to see what he thinks this time. All
2: right, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. We will uh, put most of that to him. I think uh, yeah, we've got we asked for a few people questions. We've got quite a lot of questions put together, and then we'll find out a lot of other stuff. Um, interesting. No, we, we talked about this in the podcast when he we did an extra podcast a few years ago, where he said he didn't talk to the players about an hour before kickoff, an hour before kickoff. He just sort of left them to it. And bearing in mind, that starts to a lot of game this season. I mean, I'm also interested to know: does he still just leave them? Because we've had some slow starts. Mm. Uh, this season, so interesting if that's the same. Um, Phil, how is he going to change the direction we play in away games? That's a problem our away record is terrible. It's so, like needs changing. That yeah. <laughs> needs changing yeah. desperately if we're to stay up. Uh, Shellstone wants to know do. They still have the club badge in the dressing room to take to away games. Uh, I don't know badge. That might,
4: might have been a Paul Warren thing. I think. I'm yeah.
2: not sure. Um, well, we will find out though. We'll ask. A, we'll ask as much as we can. But we're not going to have in the limited time with him. Because he's a busy, busy man at this time of the year.
4: Ask him um, what moisturizer he uses. That's important because he's got very good skin. He's a very handsome young man. So
2: <laughs> let's
4: see what moisturizer he uses.
2: That's going on. That's going on. <laughs> Kev wants to know what moisturizer do you
5: use? Kev that New York Talk podcast. Now then, Matt, what moisturizer
2: do you use, We are known for heart hard hitting questions. We asked Richard Wood to do a magic trick for us. Um, yeah.
5: Yeah that's you know, mm. what we do. Should, should we uh, put a bit on what moisturiser does Matt Taylor use? Does he use Avon? Does he use Double bait? Does he Bulldog. Use, does he use Nivea? Does do
4: he use
5: L'Oreal? You know? i have
4: Bulldog. Bulldog. Bulldog
2: for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we also asked Victor what, what conditioner he used for his beard as well, didn't we? So again, we've got right records yeah. for asking these type of questions, oh. so we can do what? that. We, we can find that out. <laughs> I mean, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim wants to know, how does he motivate his team and has it changed since my Myers-Exeter? Yeah, I just know the step up. How does that mm. change? Um, Stone <laughs> with a dick, he needs to I send know. us all one. That's a dig.
4: <laughs> that's, to, that's Tony Stewart in disguise. I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, right. Anything else, boys, you want to talk about tonight? We've uh, we've covered a lot tonight. Bearing man, there's nothing to talk about.
3: Uh, <laughs> thoughts, I don't think so. Hammerby lost 2 0, they were woeful. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I've just, I just—I thought I'd clear it up just in case Tobias has got home. Uh, I'm sure he won't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he may have stopped off at the pub on way home and uh, <laughs> probably spent the night there. Was, um,
5: all I'm saying is, lad, it's miracle.
4: Hey mate, do you um, think he would be able to maybe sort a of friendly out uh, pre-season? Not obviously, not not this year, but maybe the year after. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Away.
2: That's an idea. Yeah. Tour of Sweden in the summer we'd like that we'd, we'd, do, we'd yeah, do that we're yeah. in Spain aren't we so warm weather it's guaranteed warm weather in Spain aren't we yeah.
3: Kev you're more in touch with, uh, with Big Tony than we are mate I think uh, <laughs> that we'll I think task a lot you that
4: in that November
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm mid-season friendly with Hammond I'm all down for that why not
4: yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Do it. yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah we will we we'll are speak about till this week it'll probably be out next week we'll probably put it in the, in the index slot next week probably because we want to a bit, do a bit of edit, make sure make sure it's right. We will then have some plans for the summer we will come out, and as and when there's news, really. If there's a signing, we'll come and do an episode. You know, When the fixtures get released on the 22nd of June, we'll come and do an episode. Because um, there's not much, we, we, we could do weekly episodes. Well, I think we did last year, we did weekly episodes, and we talked about nothing for about four weeks. Um, so there'll be more sort of ad hoc episodes and as and when things happen. Uh, if we can speak to former players and whatnot, we'll, we'll keep keep going where we can. Because there's not much to talk about when when preseason starts, we'll get back underway properly ahead of the new season. Um, Midnight Memory Walk. We're going to mention this because Mick will shout at me, Mick.
3: Off you go. Tell everybody. Uh, yeah, we're doing the Midnight Memory Walk um, <laughs> on behalf of uh, for the Rodham Hospice. I think you're doing it as well, Kevin, aren't you?
4: I am, mate. Yep. I get back folded that that day, so yeah. two <laughs> weeks in, week in Greece. I'm going to be. Tandish,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, make um, what distance are we doing again?
3: Uh, 15k, mate, 15 kilometers. So, uh, so get your walking boots on, get some practice in, um, and uh, yeah, so the uh, just giving page is uh, scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Please, 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 if you can just, uh, just contribute to it, it is a wonderful cause, a wonderful cause, um. So, uh, so yeah, that's it really. Yeah, uh, quick, it is happening well. for the
4: um, sorry, Matt. quick mention for the legends. Now, there has a table did get cancelled. Um, paid, took uh, shout out to me for H, one of the sponsors. Um, they have still donated the full amount, but they don't want the table. So, we've got 70 left yeah. from the 50 so, if anybody does want one, get it up. Yeah, kind of okay, because that's a great Random. Like, it
2: was it, was, it was at Frex Macintosh...
4: Um, yeah, Chris Swales and Adam LaFondra. Uh, we have Lafondra's at the minute is because Sydney's doing the playoffs and he's organising a new contract. But uh, don't worry, I've got a, I've got a good backup ready just in case. But he's it's, it's, it's definitely hoping to be here, so yeah. just in case, I've got backup.
2: Perfect. Um, yeah, we'll end it there. God, I've got things to talk about. So thank you everybody for being with us. Please subscribe if you haven't done already. Check out all the other videos we've done over the past few weeks. there are awards night, which uh, we had Liam Amarn on with a couple of songs. That's always worth the watch because they were brilliant. And uh, If you want to watch some of the Swedish stuff, Danny eating a horrible fish. That's it's still, still up there as well. If you want to have a butchers at that. Um, Danny wants to jump in.
4: We'll be eating worse yeah. than that today. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but yes, uh, just to jump in quickly. Um, thank you to everybody who attended the race night at Kiwi Park. On, uh, on Saturday night, um, from everybody to the pub for organising the event itself, to the buffet, everyone who turned up, and to my dad who turned up singing as well. Uh, we raised an incredible £825 Very on nice. the night uh, through various means. So thank you to everybody who donated and took part. It was a cracking night, and onwards and upwards from here for the future. Um, and yeah, on to the charity match in July, which... Hopefully, fingers crossed, doesn't clash with a Rodham pre-season fixture on the 15th of July, but we'll have to wait and see. But Yeah, I just wanted to jump in with that. So thank you, everybody, to who donated and everyone who took part. Uh, it was our first crack at a race night, and if I do say so myself, it went very, very well. So thank you very, very much to everybody who turned up and took part.
2: Mm, it was good laugh. I enjoyed it, Danny. It was very good fun. Um, so, yeah. Please subscribe on the YouTube channel. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, make sure, you, make sure you subscribe and I download the episodes there as well. We very much appreciate it. And, yeah, final episode for the year. So thank you, Mick. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Kev. Thank you to Will. Thank you to Lewis. Thank you to Tom. Thank you to Joy. Thank you to everybody who's been on the podcast about the last 12 months or so. Um, all the opposition fans. We had some great opposition fans this season. Uh, some really, really fun ones. have been great. We're going to do more of that next season. We want to do a special episode for the Scout Report next year. Because I, I love, I really enjoy speaking to the other fans. It's it gives us a good insight, and we'll keep John as our Birmingham fan because we like John. We don't mind John. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you everybody. Uh, Mick, I'll let Mick press the buttons out. Uh, but thank it you for being with us this season, and we'll see you all uh, very shortly. Thank you very much. Cheers.
4: See
0: Bye. Yeah. Bye.
2: he with it. What's got around the back? And Richie What is done again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, has a chance to
5: seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly.
1: Another United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.